What's going on? Oh, I was supposed to wait a beat. Man, I'd have messed up the live show already. But welcome <laughs> to the Bakari Sellers podcast. I got my good friends with me. We're going to talk about everything that we just saw. We're going to spend a little bit of time with you and get some live reactions. Shout out to my brother from another mother, Andrew Gillum. No, What's we are up, not the B? same person. Now, we got the same. Wait till the Daily Caller writes about this. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little my, height on me. A got little, a little height on me, bro. A little bit. And my sister, our sister. Our um, sister. Someone, uh, 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 exactly, a maven in the industry, none other than Angela Rye. What's going on, Angela? How are you doing tonight? I'm good. Do you know what I'm doing right now? Is that earmuffs? No. What are These are earphones because you guys have them on, so I feel like I need to be included. I got the mic, <laughs> but I don't know. I didn't get the See? earphone, the earphone memo, so I just figured out. <laughs> well, we we look we look like podcasters. That's what we look like. Well, Y'all, I, you, I, I'll just I say don't. we need after tonight we need some laughter in this space. So I appreciate the make believe earphones. Uh, oh my goodness. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. So I got my, my first question to kind of guide the debate is, what the fuck did we just watch? I want to start with you, Angela. I have no idea. All I know is I've been on a cleanse and a detox and my spirit is troubled. I'm supposed to be working on the words coming out of my mouth this week and I ain't got nothing but negativity for y'all. Like, I don't know what in the hell is happening I don't know if that was supposed to be for a presidential election. I don't know if they was playing dozens, if those was your mama jokes. Like, I'm tired of being punked by by Ashton. Like, this game is over. I'm done. I don't like any of it. Nobody showed up well on that stage. It is above me now. Like, I don't know what that was. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, you you have stood on a stage. You've had legendary moments, which I'll talk about later, with a Trump idol or mini Trump or whatever you want to call him. Mini but, Trump. Oh, excuse me, the governor of Florida, unfortunately. <laughs> no, mini Trump. Yeah. So tell me what what did you see tonight, man? Tell me from from a perspective of somebody who's been on the stage and tonight was just it was different. I mean, even even Dana Bash, uh, my, one of my producers just told me, even Dana Bash just got on TV and cursed, which yeah. we don't even hear he said about. It was tell a shit show because it was. Well, she was accurate. Fact check true. Daniel Dale, fact check true. What did you see, Andrew? I mean, uh, first of all, Bakari, congratulations on this platform and thanks for having us. Angela's sister, always good to see you. This was really, this was really, really tough to watch. Um, and I'll, I'll just start by saying this. One, it's so easy to talk about the showmanship, uh, to interpret this as you would a football game or a baseball game or any of that. And I know we'll get into it. Um, but the people who lost tonight were the American people who didn't get to hear um, who didn't get to hear anything about what is impacting their daily lives. Um, what is at stake and what was at stake in this debate are 200,000 plus mm -hmm. lives mm -hmm. that were unnecessarily lost because a president who knew full well the consequences of his decision-making decided that he was going to go out and tell the American people that it was a hoax. Uh, what was um, at stake in tonight's debate, and we didn't get to hear it, unfortunately, it didn't, it didn't come up in a way that it was pronounced, 
and it didn't cut through for us is that this debate was also about Breonna Taylor. Yeah. Uh, the details of that didn't even get talked about. The real injustice of that, we didn't even get to hear. This was, um, this was a debate that should have included the lives of Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd, not just by name dropping, but talking about the corrosive, uh, destructive uh, systems of racism and bigotry and institutionalized uh, 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 systems of racism and oppression that must be dismantled. And we didn't get to any of that. And so I can tell you who the losers are tonight. The losers are the American people because they did not get to hear a debate that should have been had in its fullness with the American people, the everyday people of this country at the center focus of the conversation. And I'm really disappointed that that didn't happen tonight. God damn, I'm glad to have Andrew in the discussion. I can't yeah, even lie yeah. about that, man. Listen, it's been a minute. I've been on, you know, under the ground for about seven months, man. I got a lot of thoughts. <laughs> well, I'm just glad, I'm glad you're here with us tonight because that was that was profound. I was going to go through the topics kind of in order, but Andrew just kind of he talked about this. I thought that it was, I thought that it was asinine. I thought it was ignorant. I actually misstated earlier today on CNN that race and violence as a topic was chosen by the presidential convic- uh, commission. I was wrong. It was actually chosen by, by the, the debate, by the host, by the debate moderator. Yep. I just think when you put those two things together, you're missing out on so much. And now the next debate, we put the onus on our sister, you know, somebody we all love and adore, somebody we talk to, to go out there and reframe it and kind of clean it up and, and yeah. put it together in a way that people can... Can, can talk about it. I mean, I, I'm I'm not sure that Joe Biden won the debate. However, <laughs> however, one of the things I am sure about is that anyone watching this debate saw that Donald Trump is a petulant child. Yeah. Um, if there was anybody who was undecided, they saw that. I my theory, and I talked to, and I want to come to you, uh, Angela. My theory before this, when I talked to Andrew, is that you know if people, if Donald Trump would have just kind of shut up. If he would have just been quiet and not interrupted, you know, maybe people would have been able to see a clearer discernment between the two candidates. But this is what we got. We got a we got a car crash. Did anybody learn anything from this? And talk about that race and violence uh, topic, Angela. I mean, I go go deep into that. Yeah, I think a number of things. Um, the first thing that I think is important is debate prep. Um, and I want to get to the topics, but I just, Andrew, you know how I feel about this. I know you were um, in mine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I want to just for a moment, talk about how important it is to ensure that people see leadership on a debate stage. You cannot allow yourself to be baited. This president is literally, you all remember Gremlins? Mm-hmm. He is literally mm-hmm. fed by the reactions that you give him, you know, much like Ron DeSantis, uh, Andrew, on your debate stage, much like, you know, the things that they were doing, like with Matt Getz calling you Andrew Killam. It's the same thing. Like they're trying to find your sensitive spots so they can make you react. The most unfortunate thing for Joe Biden, and I don't know why it wasn't advised. Um, it, he wasn't advised in his debate prep. Do not bring up your children. Because you're not going to want to get in the mud with him on his kids. And you, there's a lot of there's a lot of real estate there, no pun intended, on Donald Trump's kids and, you know, ethics and all of that. But you bring up Bo Biden, which is a very sensitive topic for Joe Biden. He can't handle 
what comes on the other side of that. And you saw a legitimately painful moment for him. I think the other thing that is important is shame on Chris Wallace, who was not an effective moderator, Mm-mm. who laughed and chuckled in moments where shit is not funny, right? He 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 did not um, hold court at all, and he was not a protector of this opportunity to ensure people heard facts or even, you know, a credible debate, which is really impossible with Donald Trump. The other thing I would say is shame on the Presidential Debate Commission, who in 2016 decided that it was not the role of moderators to fact check debates because Chris Wallace is sitting there while Donald Trump is lie after lie after lie after lie, right? There are all of these moments. And then we get to race and violence where the conversation isn't about how we ensure that Black people can finally feel safe in a country they built, but instead you're having a conversation about law and order. And Donald Trump is allowed to talk out of both sides of his mouth where he hits Joe Biden, where we know he's most vulnerable and have advised his campaign for several months that it's time for him to apologize and pivot away from the crime bill because that era has not served black people. You can't devil down on the crime bill in this era It was an error then, and it certainly would be an errant approach now. Not only that, but then when Donald Trump is asked to um, condemn the Proud Boys and white supremacists, he said, what do you want me to say? Oh, that was a moment, wasn't it? Was that a moment? He told them to stand by. He did not tell them to stand down. He did not condemn them. He told them to stand by right in time for him to tell you that the election should not be trusted, that votes should not be counted in the ways that we think they should if they're mail-in ballots the same way that he votes. I have a whole rant about this apparently down in my soul I didn't know existed, so I'm going to stop there. But the point is, this is a whole ass problem. If y'all thought this was the last in evil days, church mama, 20 years ago, it's the last in evil days now. Well, hey, Bakari, uh, I can guarantee you one thing that me, me and Andrew weren't about to interrupt nothing down in your soul. So no, we were just not, let not you. at all. But, <laughs> but she did say something that really resonated with me that reminded me of of a saying my grandmother used to repeat to me, which was uh, never, ever, ever wrestle with pigs because oh, yeah. you both get dirty. But the pig likes it. Oh, yeah. And so if any of us, the Biden debate prep team or anybody else, any observer, any commentator, uh, any host, any journalist, thought that Donald Trump was going to show up any differently at this debate than the way in which he showed up. They, they, they were not thinking about the man who has shown himself to us, one, these last three and a half years, but frankly, what he has shown us all the way up to this point. His goal tonight was to distract, deflect, insult, be disrespectful, because he is a man who is driven in the corner right now. This is what he's facing. If Donald Trump loses the presidency this cycle, this November 3rd, he is facing likely criminal prosecution at the hands of the New York State Attorney General, uh, Tish James. And if Tish James isn't the only one on the case, you can imagine that there will be federal prosecutors who are also on his tail and there will be no pardon in sight if there is a Democratic president uh, in the face. So So he is like a caged animal who is being pushed up against the wall. And when that is your situation, when that's your circumstance, All you can do is scrap for it. And so what we saw 
and, 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 and Donald Trump, yes, he was a liar. Yes, he was an imbecilic child. Yes, he disrupts, di- disrupted and insulted. But something that he also did, and, 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 and I don't necessarily draw this conclusion that this was the uh, effect, but I do believe it was the effect for enough Americans. And that is his insults, his disruptions, his belittling and talking over Joe Biden, the insults to him and to his family, to some viewers may have made him appear strong. He hmm. may have looked like tonight, like the stronger candidate on the stage. That's not my conclusion, but I think we got to be really, really, really serious about who the audience is uh, uh, that is out there on the other side of the screen. Early on in the debate, Joe Biden was talking past Donald Trump and directly into the camera to the people at home. And then at some point in that debate, he got caught up with what was happening on the schoolyard fight with the But, but, but Andrew, bully. Andrew, let me and let me let me ch- let me cut, let me ask you a question. I mean, what, how do you how do you respond to somebody who's talking about your son? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, totally, and, totally. And, and and it's and it's not. I mean, you Donald say Tr- you better keep my son's name out your mouth. How dare you? He could have ended it there. How dare you don't if you don't want me to leave the other side of this podium, you keep my son's name out your day. Like, seriously, you got to show that you're going to fight. Like, let me tell you one thing you're not going to do. Let me tell you what you're not going to. And then walk around there and be be like, you you said what? Yeah. He really. But but there there are a couple of things he he said uh, he did this first time in a debate I've ever heard. Shut up. what do you say? Will you shut up, man? Will you shut up, please? Stop, or whatever. Keep yapping, man. Uh, shut up. No, man. he said. But he said, he, "Shut he, up, man." He, he he called him a racist to his face on stage. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry, I, I I think the follow through is like with the past, but the, I mean, you got you, you got to follow this thing all the way yeah. through. If you're going to go there with that kind of language, then then you don't pussyfoot around with it. And the way that you the way that you do that is because. I did have the opportunity to debate in my race for governor several times, a character that was very similar in nature and style to uh, uh, Donald Trump. And let me tell you, if he threw an insult at me, that insult did not fly over my shoulder, under my armpit, under my feet. I punched him right back in the face with it. And then I took the debate higher. There is a way for you to come out as magnanimous in these conversations, but you cannot come out as a wimp, as if somebody can push you right on over get their way with you, have their way with you. And then we're supposed to look at you as if you're going to be. Well, I mean, Andrew, yeah, Andrew, you went to, you went to an HBCU. It's a little different. <laughs> so no, let me no, no, no. Joe Biden but, is scrappy Joe from Scranton. That's what so he needed scrappy be, Joe he, from Scranton. He's holding his head down. Like, let's even talk about, let's an, analyze the body language for a minute. I don't want to analyze body language because okay. you know what's going to happen on the 7th, right? Because we do know that Kamala's going to come in Excuse me. Senator Harris is going to come in and they're going to overanalyze. We know that's your homegirl. They're going to overanalyze. I mean, the, 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 and we're gonna, that's kind of where we're going to end on threading the needle on where she needs to be. But, Angela, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Understanding who Joe Biden is, understanding who Donald Trump is, should there be two more debates? I don't think after this, like I wanted them to debate like just and, and I don't even know why I wanted that to happen at this point. I feel like in Joe Biden's interest and to the extent that he's able to better prepare um, for the next two, then maybe he needs it. He did not win this debate. Um, We can say Donald Trump won. He probably spoke more. He had more floor time. I'm not saying that he was if if winning, um, if we could categorize winning as, you know, the truth be damned, then, yeah, Donald Trump won. 
But I don't think there were any winners. And certainly if there was a loser, the loser are the American people. But I think at the end of the day, Joe Biden needs another appearance opposite of Donald Trump to show that he can handle that because he didn't handle he got handled today. He when he got hit, he put his head down. He would smirk. You can't take the cocky laugh. This is not the cocky laugh candidate. You cocky laugh. His supporters double down on that bullshit like you cannot cocky laugh. You have. And then he laughed during COVID. You can't laugh about COVID. He had some powerful moments. Let me say some positive. He had some powerful moments around COVID too. He said, you might be sitting across from an empty chair. When Andrew yeah, talked about some of those straight to co- uh, camera moments, you might be sitting across from an empty chair now because you lost someone due to COVID. Stay there. When he's talking about law and order, do you support law and order? Be like, I do, but you damn sure don't because you done broke, broken every law in the book. When he's hitting him on his kids, I know you're not talking about ethics and kids right now. Like there was no comeback. It's like, where is, where's the punch? You have in some to ways, Angela. Start with the question though that I asked if you can. I'm sorry. Should, yeah. should he debate again? So first of all, Nancy Pelosi had it right yet again. There should not have been debates, presidential debates. And I, it, 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 it really is unfortunate because I'm an institutionalist in some ways. I believe in decorum. And I think that the American people should be permitted the opportunity to hear what the candidates who are seeking the highest office in the land have to say about the future of the country. But that was never, ever, ever, ever going to happen with Donald Trump on that stage. We saw it when he debated Hillary Clinton. And this man has only doubled down in it. Uh, Uh, Ever since, I don't think we should have had debates to begin with. But as Angela has said, and I will agree with this point, now that we've come on the stage, Joe Biden needs another opportunity on the stage to show them, to show us, to show the American people what he is worth. What I want to see next from Joe Biden, uh, um, Angela, you referenced a, a quote that I thought was powerful. I also thought it was great when he said, it is what it is because you are who you are. When he talked brain, about yeah. uh, uh, COVID, basically laying the, fame, the, the blame right back at the feet of, of Donald Trump. But what we need to see from Joe Biden the next time he hits that stage is I want to see righteous indignation. The issues that are confronting this country right now are so dire. They're so severe. They're so intense. You got mothers and fathers who don't know whether or not they can keep food on the table, roof over their heads, clothes on their kids' backs. You got folks who are terrified that this next Supreme Court appointee is going to dismantle Obamacare and leave them with no care at all. These are serious matters. These are serious times for serious people. And we had a jokester of a president up there. And unfortunately, a vice president who was not fit to the task tonight. Now, I'm not saying that, that, that Donald Trump won the debate because I don't think there were winners in this debate. This was a loss all the way around. And for the greatest country in all the land, we all ought to take some shame and embarrassment for what has happened here. But Joe Biden has to show up this next time. And he's got to show up as Scrappy Joe from Scranton, Pennsylvania. And as Angela said, I don't want to walk walk behind the podium and go over to the, you know, to the president. We ain't trying to instigate that. But what I do want to see him do is say, sir, you will not go there. 
You will not touch my family just as I will not touch your family. Your family is off limits just as my family is off limits. But let me talk about you and the scamming you've been doing ever since you became president of the United States. Your tax returns, the fact that your secretary, your uh, construction workers, your firefighters, your police officers all are paying more into the system than you are paying. The Black Lives Matter protesters who are out there disrupting, trying to bring to our consciousness the fact that our lives ought to matter, they're out there paying into a country that they have serious criticisms for, not because they hate America, but because they believe in the promise of America and they believe that we ought to live up to that promise, yet they're pouring into the country. What is the president doing? 10 out of 15 years doesn't pay any taxes. And when he does for two years, he pays $750. You got to be kidding me. It's unpatriotic. Well, here's the problem. Here's the the problem on this tax piece, because I think it's a slippery slope. Every single one of us tries to figure out how to pay them as little as we can. That's the truth. Like, let me make sure I got all my deductions right. Let me make sure y'all not taking more. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that with with the IRS watching. I'm I'm not saying that. But that that is also not the lived experience of the overwhelming majority of people who are out there paying taxes. Let me just make this point because you cut me off. I'm sorry, sis. I'm sorry, sis. Let me just clean this up. I'm sorry. My point is this. We all feel like they take more from us than they should, especially the poor among us. Everybody feels like they take way too much, especially black folks, because we like, damn, y'all still owe us while I'm paying you. Right. Like that is the truth. And so the point around him paying less doesn't resonate with everyone. I think that the bigger piece Ain't is nothing with I agree. But I think the bigger part is why did it take all of this? Why did it take an investigatory report for you to be transparent about this point? And really, Donald Trump, because you got to get back under his skin. It's not just about you paying seven hundred fifty dollars. It's that your name should be destitute, Donald, because you ain't worth a damn. Your integrity is out of your integrity ain't worth a damn. And you bankrupt, bitch. Like, that's where he needs to go. He may not be able to say bitch, but my point is, I mean, but my point <laughs> he is, can say Donald, but I have my money. I've been singing he that could, all day. He could say, <laughs> he could say, I don't know how you ever got on a billionaire's list because you broke, bro. And that's where he keeps going. So every time Donald Trump comes at him, it's like, are you still talking, Brokey? Like he needs to hit him back there to make sure that he can finish his point. Otherwise, it's going to be a Donald Trump like dominated debate. I have to assume that the people around him must have said, sir, you have to be the adult in the room tonight. And unfortunately, you cannot have an orangutan on one side of the stage creating all the ruckus because where does the attention go? To the orangutan on the other side of the stage. And I'm not saying that Joe has to be that, but he has to pop him in the lip and then bring the rest of us back to our consciousness. This this reminds me of what Cleve Sellers once told me. You never argue with a fool because people watching can't tell the difference. But but here's the the thing. They agreed to argue with the fool when they consented to the debate. To the the debates, which is why I... So here you are. No, no, no. But here's the thing. We have, there's no, there's, there's nothing happening in COVID. This is the only electoral political action campaign action we're getting. He actually has to engage now, especially because he did not win this debate. And the bottom line is Joe Biden has some preparation to do. They're preparing Joe Biden like he's debating Mitt Romney. 2012 is gone. 
it's 2016 over. is gone. You are but what if what if what if but th- this just, is my but my point my question but because I, I agree with your point I hear where you're going but what if this no, you is you didn't but, let me finish Donald but Trump. I was gonna say what if this is what you get this is this is all you can get out this turnip. But then what I'm saying is he needs to go back and try to recreate a moment that actually works for him because he looked like he was a wounded dog by the end of that. And I'm saying you cannot debate. You can't have a presidential debate with this 2020 demagogue. This is someone who is trying to use his platform to delegitimize the election process and delegitimize and further destroy democracy. If Joe Biden wants to save democracy, he has to tell the American people the truth, not just what they want to hear. And he has to, I agree with Andrew, slap this dude and maybe go over and actually slap this dude. Like it really, I, I think- That's we not what I said. Well, I'm not saying, I didn't <laughs> say, I said, well, actually really goes, I feel like I would go hard for Joe Biden if he, cause Joe, you said slap him in the lip. I'm saying literally, Slap him in the lip. So let me ask you this, because I wanted to, I, I wanted to as I was as I was thinking this this show through, which has gone uh, about <laughs> Sorry, as, you know us. It's gone like yeah. the it, has, it has gone about like the debate. I wanted to go through each one of the the topics, but Joe Biden wants to make this an election about things like healthcare and Roe v. Wade, and you know Democrats won on healthcare in 2018. Is that completely thrown out the window? What I mean, listen. I mean, I don't want to, I don't know how many days, I'm a lawyer, I don't do math well. I guess we got like 30 some odd days left, right? So I don't know, I mean, is it, do you go four corners? I know Joe is actually going on a train tomorrow. They're sending Kamala out a little bit more. What is the strategy for the next 30 some odd days? You got two more debates and then we're going to wrap it up kind of talking about the future. But what, what is the strategy? Both of you all know political strategy. Andrew, you've been at the highest levels. What is the strategy of what happens next? Because you got to lead. Man, you can't blow it now. No, I mean, and they're going to have to create as many opportunities as they can with the candidate, with the vice presidential candidate uh, to really talk to people at the level where they are. I will tell you an effective moment that I thought Donald Trump had is when he talked about the fact that he bought football back. Do you know how many households probably celebrated, you know, that reality? Can I what I'm raise my been hand real quick? Sa- I mean, what should have been said on the other side of that is that without any regard for human life, evidenced by the fact that over 200,000 people are dead today, thanks to your bad judgment, thanks to uh, 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 your failed leadership, now you are trying to send the rest of us into a tailspin and quite frankly, put more of our lives at risk. These folks are going to have to break these issues down and put the cookies on the bottom shelf. Joe Biden came prepared to talk public policy and Donald Trump came for the theatrics. And he also found moments there where he, were, where he was able to put the cookies on the bottom shelf and that people could reach in. The reason why I got frustrated on the tax argument, and I understand what you had to say about that, Angela, but, but, but this, is, this is the crux of it. And that is our tax dollars go to promote the general welfare and the common defense. It goes toward education, the welfare programs that exist, the housing programs that exist, the small business administration that exists in this country that puts more black people used to anyway, in the position to small business ownership than almost any program out there. My goddamn you know, mortgage is owned by the federal government and it's one of, of, of its subsidiary. It is a huge instrument that could be used for good. And what we didn't hear was the imagination 
we didn't hear that expressed in a way that people could see themselves in the picture that that was being painted. We failed on that account. And I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but if we don't do better to help everyday Americans see how it is that they fit into this picture, God help us come uh, uh, November 3rd. Did y'all hear this man say Pocahontas on stage? Pocahontas. He's a racist. I mean, he said yeah. crooked Hillary. All right, let me he, ask you. I, I, China, China, China virus. China virus. I mean, all of it. And and but, to but, me, but he he just no. I was gonna I was gonna say like I, I wanted to kind of kind of toss this alley oop to you, but one of the wild moments was he didn't he didn't renounce white supremacy. He no. gave a he gave a good little green Stand flag by. to the book to the Boogaloo Boys. Stand and then by. and then he didn't even talk about passing power or tr- the transit peaceful transition of power. I wanted to get it right. What do you? I mean, Angela, talk, talk to me about. I know this is deep. I know this is in the words of the the great American poet, Country Wayne. This is sizzling in your spirit. Tell me, tell me what you think about that. I feel like I talked about this at the top, and you need to rewind it. But I need to say these things about the political strategy piece. Katie had my own show. Katie had my own show. No, because I'm like I talked about this, but you probably just weren't listening. Here's the thing that I think really stands out to me. Donald Trump loves to talk about how he's the best president for black people since uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln. Right. So he just drops this platinum plan earlier this week, which is named after like something like a credit card because he's on borrowed time. And that means he don't own none of this. Like this money ain't here to stay. Right. One hundred and twenty million dollars. They coming for him on the t- in 2022. He owed 400 million. That's fine. And here's what I'm telling you. With this platinum plan that didn't come up on, in a debate, and the only thing that he had to say about race was to tell the Proud Boys and white supremacists to stand by, what I think is so interesting is that Joe Biden, who is working so hard to be Republican light and is not going after, he is, Bakari, he's I'm not, not just, going I'm after um, his base that he desperately needs, black and brown people, and saying, he just introduced this platinum plan, but he has the power of the pen. Make him sign on to the most recently introduced CBC's Jobs and Justice Act. He can pass that. Tell him to urge Mitch McConnell to pass that bill so he can sign it into law. Tell Nancy Pelosi to bring that bill to the floor so he can sign that bill into law. That's what I would do in my first 30 days. If I'm Joe Biden, I'm saying, And I talked about George Floyd, who he just called Floyd. And then he said, Mr. Floyd, I'm going to give him that pass. But when he talked about George Floyd, he didn't say, and my running mate ran point on justice in policing because Joe Biden is still trying to tiptoe around justice in policing, holding out hope in some ways that he's going to get these police unions. That is not fair to us. That undermines the work of the 21st Century Council on Policing, which should have an evolution just like the crime bill should. We need Joe Biden to wholly embrace our communities in ways that undergirds us, protects us, and keeps us safe the same way that we kept his ass safe in the primary and starting in South Carolina. So for a community that brought your campaign back to life, Lazarus, I'm going to need you to speak life and breathe life back into our communities and keep us safe. Do not back away from Black communities. Do not tiptoe around that. We need you to say that you support comprehensive immigration reform, that you will have a pathway for dreamers. We need you to say all of the things that you have in your fluffy lift every voice plan and just do a little more. Say that you support the Black agenda put on by Black Futures Lab and Black to the Future, which is Alicia Garza's organization. Say that you support 
and you stand shoulder to shoulder with Black Lives Matter and you're not going to treat them as a boogeyman in the face of a white supremacist. You don't put your head down. You double down on what is the right thing to do. If you want history to be kind to you, Joe Biden, you cannot back away from the very people who carried you over the finish line, literally. That's the only Can way I- you don't get them to carry you across November 3rd. Angela, your, your points are very well taken. And I would I would I would suggest just having debated at this stage as well, where where your opponents attempt to set traps that put you in a box to alienate yourself from key constituencies. Donald Trump did that a, a couple of times tonight. Because on he the can debate talk out of both sides was, of his mouth. He, he sure can. And nobody yeah. holds him responsible for that. But what I th- this is this is what my recommendation would be for Joe Biden going into the next right, uh, uh, debate would be find home plate and stick to it. It seems to me Donald Trump found home plate for himself. He didn't go off chasing every single, well, there weren't many droplets out there for him to go and chase, to be quite honest with you. He kind of set the stage to divert uh, uh, Joe Biden off of his path at every single turn. You want to talk to me about what you've done for African-Americans? If I were Joe Biden, I would have went back to the moment when he started this campaign for president and talked about Charlottesville. You want to talk about law and order? This is your America. You're president of the United States. And we've got more racial tension, more racial uproar, law enforcement individuals who feel unsafe on the job and people in our communities who feel unsafe in their homes because they're not safe. This is Donald Trump's America. Why didn't I hear that tonight that you aren't you're not going to lay those burdens at my feet because I'm not president. I did hear him say I'm no longer elected official and therefore I can't speak to that. No, sir. We're asking you to walk into the position that you're asking us to put you in. That's right. And in that, in that element, you then go back to this man's record. He's got a fast record of offenses. Anything that he could take credit for, there's enough in the history to then counteract that credit and put the blame at the feet of Donald Trump. And that we, we failed on that front tonight on across a number of issues where we should have been able to lay the blame solidly at the foot of Donald Trump. But Donald Trump framed the, the argument, framed the question, largely due to talking over people and silencing the debate moderator and all that stuff. And that was a tactic. It was a tactic because he knew that Joe Biden would demonstrate the kind of decorum that you would expect if he were debating a Mitt Romney. But we're not debating a Mitt Romney. You cannot bring a spoon to this machine gun fight. And unfortunately, we haven't learned that lesson. That's the thing, Andrew, to the point, like, and you, you hit this so well, I will never forget the moment in your campaign where you went and sat in on the governor's office, given what what was going on with racial violence, with police brutality in Florida. And that was a, I remember people saying his campaign's over. Totally. Told you me did about the it. right thing. And what I'm saying is just like you're talking about Joe Biden finding home plate. I'm saying he has to have a moral compass that says when uh, Donald Trump is saying, well, the, it was more divided under Barack Obama. No, sir. You tried to other him. You tried to make him not from here. You you didn't start your campaign in racism. You began your life in racism. Your daddy was a racist. You came for the first black president. Your daddy was at KKK rallies. No wonder you telling proud boys to stand by. Like be very clear about that and then say, I'm not going to alienate the person who put me on his ticket. I was proud to be second in command to the first black president of the United States. Those are the things where I'm saying Joe Biden has to be okay with 
embracing blackness, not saying as he did in the primary that he's of the black community, because that's not true, but he can definitely say, I've always worked shoulder to shoulder with black people. I've always supported black efforts. I've also had some moments where I messed up, where I fell short and I intend to make it up to the black community and brown communities and indigenous communities by doing X, Y, Z. That's not clear yet. So what I what I don't want to do is I, I'm I feel I find myself being like Chris Wallace and I just disappeared for the past five ten minutes and that happens I mean I, I feel you're the host I, you don't get to talk come I on just man fe- I just felt like I, I channeled my inner Chris Wallace uh, so right. I don't I don't want to do that but what I do want to end on is is this um, you know you, you talked about there, there something stuck out to me about Andrew's comments that were so true and I'm not sure we heard these words come out of Joe Biden's mouth tonight that this is Donald Trump's America. Absolutely. You know, with, with everything that Donald Trump said, this is Donald. I remember, I remember debate prep, Andrew. I mean, it was six years ago, right? I, I remember debating Henry McMaster. I, I hated it. I hated everybody in my debate Andrew prep. was so mean. <laughs> he would leave and not talk to us. Oh, no, 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 no. I get that. I get that. No, they were able to, in the documentary documentary that was just done, they were able to take my practice opening statement and they were able to overlap it exactly <laughs> with my opening statement I gave on stage. Like it was so I it. like I, I I so I understand everything that that Joe Biden went through. I understand the mistakes that were made. You know who understands the mistakes that were made tonight on stage better than anybody? Who? Joe Biden. So I, I think that Joe Biden's leaving the stage tonight, leaving, leaving understanding that what nothing won, what nothing lost. But he could have done better. There was a lot of more. There was a lot more ground to be to be gained. My question to you, though, is that at the next debate um, after show, because y'all are busy, I got I gotta have Charlemagne and and I think oh, Eb- and then Ebony Ebony Williams. We're gonna be talking about. Uh, we're gonna be talking about the vice presidential debate. Unless y'all free, because then we got a lot Good of blocks crew. from this. So we we can we can <laughs> add we can add two more. But I, y'all y'all I heard y'all busy. But anyway, um, I I need to know. Because next week's debate is it ne- next week's debate is going to be far more the depth, the substance, yeah. the gravitas, the presidential ability. There's going to be one different kind of small nuance. The media is going to have to cover a black woman on this stage. What does Kamala Harris need to do next week? Starting with you, Angela Rath. If you were if you were sitting in debate prep, which you may be, I have no idea. But if you're sitting in debate prep with Kamala. What do you say to her? How do you get her ready for Mike Pence, who uh, is a liar, but he he uh, he carries himself a lot better than Donald Trump? I think everyone will say that. Yeah, I think the first thing I would say to her is remember that um, he is an evangelical Christian and he is going to come across as white Jesus on the stage. He is not going to talk loud. He is not going to over talk her. He is going to lie, but he's going to be very kind. And so if she comes across as too aggressive, it feeds into the angry black woman kind of stereotype and she cannot afford to do that. Um, Kamala also has something she does in her posturing when she's ready, readying to swing a punch. She does this like shoulder thing. Yeah, you got to get in your stance. You got to get in your stance. She giggles too. When she does that, (laughs) it also comes across as defensive. And so I would you know, suggest her that she, you know, kind of look up and just say, well, actually, and I think the third thing that she should do is 
really call him to the carpet on the brand of Christianity that he represents. Oh, that's a good one. Let me take right that. where she I'm just is like, you know, I don't know what Bible you read, but the Bible I read would not allow for us to just turn the blind eye and say it is what it is to 200,000 plus Americans dying or anybody dying. I don't know what Bible you read, but the Bible I read doesn't put children in cages. You know, what I mean? like just go down the list on some of the things where she's prosecuting the case against Donald Trump, but she makes his second in command be accountable for those things. Right. Um, and I think that's where she's going to be the most effective and to continue to just drill home on that. Like this is this is not an America that we should be proud of. This is one that we should actually be running from. And that is why we're running for president. Andrew, what do you, what do you I, think? I, I mean, you, you I, know Kamala and, and, and I, trust me, after tonight's show, if I forgot, I'm going to be like, make sure, KDH, make sure you talk to Andrew before, before you oh, walk on no, that stage. No, she, she, she is well-skilled and well-trained. I would just pick up, and I agree with everything that uh, Angela has said. What, what I would, um, there will be a moral indignation that you will hear that in the voice of Kamala Harris because we've all seen it over the course of her. She'll go, she'll go there. She will go there. And I guess the cautionary tale to going there is I think I, this is one of the places where I would suggest she play a little bit on his turf. Similar to what Angela uh, um, uh, mentioned about, if you want to quote scripture, let me go there with you. Let me talk to you about, and I would even give him credit because you know, y'all remember when Mike Pence was selected, you know, he was sort of seen as one of those establishment rank and file, you know, Brooks Brothers types of Republicans. And it gave the traditional conservative wing of that party some comfort that this was not going to be some, you know, wow, wow, basically what it's become, that it wasn't going to be that. And I would almost give him credit for, you know, we may disagree on the issues. In fact, we disagree deeply on the issues and the way in which you all have approached uh, trying to move this country forward. But I believe you to be a decent person. And when you were selected mm -hmm. for vice president, many folks, many on your side of the aisle had hope that you would help to ground this presidency in some sense of reality. Instead, in spite of all the evidence that you all were given on COVID-19, you knew that this thing could have been spread airborne. Yet you stood behind the president, podium after podium, day after day, and primetime interview after primetime interview. And you made those very same claims to the American people. And today, 200,000 people, 200,000 lives that didn't have to be lost are now gone. You want to talk about uh, morality? You want to talk about the strength of your moral compass? Well, tell me what it means to put immigrant women into surgery that prevents their ability to have kids in the future without their permission. That's going to be powerful. Where does that... You know, so I would... I would all, I, in some ways, Bakari, Angela, I would say be magnanimous. Be magnanimous and call him to uh, the higher plane. Call him to the higher purpose and in some ways, you get to shame him by, quite frankly, his inability to stand up to his own truth. And when, when history has to review the work, the life, the contributions of a Mike Pence, he will never be able to remove the scourge of the last four years and how he sat as a complete and total accomplice to the deconstructing of democratic society as we know it. Can and I, I would, say... Well, Andrew, you know, speaking of accomplice, I don't know how we missed this part of the debate. How did Joe Biden let Donald Trump hit him on Russia and he didn't hit back on Russia? On Russia? On Russia. 
I, you know, I, you know, what I, you know what I heard. You know what I heard tonight, though. You know what I heard tonight, and, and this is to something that this is a this is a a criticism of Kamala Harris during the debates, and I I found this out after the second debate. Yeah, and this is something that Andrew said that Kamala in the second debate because the first debate was in Florida. The second debate, I can't remember where we were in Detroit. The second debate, she had no home base. Yeah. So I every time, that. every time she was hit, the first hour was good, and then Tulsi started coming in, and we thought it was like a boxing match. And Tulsi started pulling shit out of the out of the rafters. Yeah. She was throwing Gatorade yeah. bottles, yeah. like stuff yeah. that wasn't true, stuff that had a scintilla of truth. She was hitting yeah. it with like, and 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 so you know, Kamala went into this. I'm proud of my record. She didn't really yeah. have a home place to go to tonight. Yeah. But but what we saw tonight was how you can have the wrong home base. And this is like a debate thing. Mm-hmm. And so Joe Biden tonight, what we're all saying is he had the wrong home base because what Joe yeah. Biden wanted to go to in every, even Russia, you know what Joe Biden went to? Coronavirus. He said, look, I'm going to make this debate about coronavirus when sometimes that was not where you should have been. But that's also because how he, he said. He said, that's been discredited. That's been discredited. He, he played on Trump's turf in that he response. He, he played did. on his... And, and, and the other place that was, I thought, the most profound missed opportunity coming off of that the bombshell New York Times report on, on, on the taxes. And Angela, I know you feel a different yeah. type of way about it, but, but, but to take what was a hand-delivered attack on what I would consider anti-American behavior by the president of the United States, anti-American because you are the leader of the free world, but you don't put shit in the pot. You don't put any money to defend our troops, to help our veterans, to help our uh, 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 elderly, our seniors, our kids who are trying to matriculate through the K through 12 system in this country. You don't, you don't put anything. You are a taker. You're a taker. And where did we go on that debate tonight? Where we went from that tax question was going to the structural problems that exist in the tax code that allow the wealthy instead of the very. But can I can let me me also let me also mention this real quick. Hold on, Macari, because I'm gonna forget this. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, stop screaming at me. I can't be like Chris. Chris, we wanted to say that shit all the time. Stop screaming at me. My bad. So my my point was that. You have this moment where we're talking about taxes, but we also need to talk about how all of his businesses in the country are losing money. So you're and you're doing the same thing now. Our economy is hemorrhaging money. Andrew, I don't I don't disagree with the tax piece. I was just telling you there are some people who will look at it as, well, he's figured out a way to get over. But I hear the if they would have framed it the way you framed it, I absolutely agree with that. And and on top of that. You want to do to America the same thing that you've done to your business. All your businesses. I know that's a, that's a that's a layup. 400 Donald Trump, for the record, for everybody watching, we have thousands of people watching us on, on Twitter. We have thousands of people watching us on YouTube and Facebook. For the record, Donald Trump has $400 million that's coming to roost in 2022. Period. We don't even know who that money's owed to. But what I did want to do before we wrap up, because I want wait, everybody. Wait, wait, Bakari, wait. But, I know I'm you not gotta... rap, I, but no, let me just say this real quick. It's like decently breaking <laughs> news. And then y'all can talk. And then I was supposed to end the show 15 minutes ago, but we're still here. So but well, let, me, let me just say, let me just say this. The top 10 posts, just so you know what you're up against. The top 10 posts tonight on Facebook. 
or Donald mm-hmm. J. Trump with the period behind the day, behind the J, Donald J. Trump without a period, U.S. Patriots for Donald Trump, BuzzFeed is number four, Breibart is number five, Team Trump is number six, Donald J. Trump again is number seven, Antenna TV I've never heard about is number eight, NPR is number nine, and the Babylon wow. B is number 10. Go so NPR, on Facebook, though. I know that that was, I'm, I'm happy Go. that we have one organization fighting. So on Facebook tonight, the overwhelming majority of the people who are out there chatting and talking about yeah. the debate are Donald Trump fans. I want your closing remarks. I'll start with you, Angela. We'll wrap up with you, Andrew. And then I will say something because this is my show. Yes, it is. He, he had to say that five times in case. Hey, we forgot. at your house, brother. But I also, but, but you also, I, I want you all to watch <laughs> On One with Angela Rye because oh. On One with Angela Rye is a dope show where she gets to sit down one-on-one with individuals. One of her best interviews with, was with Julian Castro. It was a dope interview. It was way back when, but she was able to dig deep. Shout out to that. Andrew Gillum, you have a podcast coming out. It's called Soon. Real Real Talk. Did I get it right? Andrew Real Gillum, Talk with brother. Andrew Gillum, October 14th. He don't know what day is coming out. He going to look over <laughs> to the left and ask. He don't even know. He I, He's guessing. He I can tell you this much. You will not want to miss it. And guess what? You can listen to all three of us. Bakari, (laughs) me, Andrew, you know, Angela. No, but I want to wrap up because you guys are amazing people, brilliant minds. Angela, uh, please give us your final thoughts on tonight's debate, next week's debate, whatever you want to do. And then Andrew will wrap up on you. Yeah, I, um, I think my closing remarks are... It's a plea to the to the Joe Biden campaign. Um, I do not wish to vote for Donald Trump. I would never. But I really want you all to dig deep and think about what Bakari just read in terms of numbers. I'm sure all of those posts aren't about Trump supporters. They're about the fact that Donald Trump stole the spotlight tonight. And what you have to understand is there's no quiet way into the White House. This is a noisy race. You are in a war. And so it's time to get up and put your war clothes on. And you have to fight for these constituencies to ensure they know that you are for them, that you are for us. And that means speaking to our issues. That means not hedging. That means being clear eyed about your commitments. That means speaking and acting with conviction. That means making promises that your ass can cash. Right. That means ensuring that at every turn, people can always make a clear distinction between you and a Trump America. It is time out for um, saying Black Lives Matter in word, but not in deed. Mm -hmm. It's time to put up or shut up. That is where we are. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. There is no acceptance of the crime bill, but also Black Lives Matter. There's just not. There is no pathway that way. We've been telling y'all that for months. It is time for you to boldly commit to what is right. And if you have people who you're trying to attract, who may not be attracted to what the Republican is trying to make a boogeyman out of, which is Black Lives Matter, right? And anything that would support racial justice movements, you have to separate yourself from that. It's time out for that. I promise you that there's an abundance on this side because this is where truth and righteousness is. If you can debate on these points and you can stand on your truth, you will always, always win. 
I'm happy yeah. to help you. The doors of the church are not open, but before we close, yes. I yield yes. to my no. no, Please no, pass me the baskets. I'll take them around to these thousands of people you said are watching. I, uh, uh, make a collection and we need to get that money over to Joe Biden. Um, uh, man, man don't need no more money. He, got, he has a... He, he has, don't need he, no more money. He listen, just needs no right. money now. Well, <laughs> then, well then, then, then fly the three of us in for the next debate prep and let us share a little bit about what it means to fight in an atypical war. This is atypical warfare. You are not dealing with a man who puts soldiers on the field to match your soldiers. You're dealing with a man who is willing to detonate chemical weapons that not only take out military uh, 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 officials and participants, it takes out civilians. He does not care who he leaves in the wreckage. Uh, Vice President Biden tried to make that point. It, it didn't all the way make it all the way through, but I thought it was a good one. He does not care about who he damages in the wreckage. And so what we, we've got to be very clear on, and I understand exactly what has happened probably right now in the prep rooms for Biden and what is even going on in his head, which is he has a lot of constituencies to satisfy to keep together a coalition of people to help deliver him the presidency. And what I would argue is that people who vote for you may not need to believe, need, may not need to agree with you on every single issue, but they do need to know that you believe. And the best way that you can communicate that you believe is by truly believing. You don't him and ha. You, you don't. You don't. You don't uncomfortably laugh your way through COVID. You go to the heart of the matter and you make it plain. You put the cookies on the bottom shelf so that everybody can reach in and get some. You make it clear to people how it is that their lives are made far worse off by the decisions of this president. You want an economy to come back? Then let's bring down the COVID rate. That's how you start getting businesses safely opened. You want schools and your kids to be able to go to school without having to uh, go to school in fear of catching the virus and maybe one of them or one of their teachers mm -hmm. dying? Then follow the science as it relates to this. This man has disregarded all of it. He's been rewarded by a, by a, a loyal base. And we are allowing him to walk right through this thing and rewrite history as if he didn't do it himself. He did it. You want to talk about Russia? Put it at his feet. You want to talk about economics and not paying taxes? You put it at his feet. You want to talk about his children? You name drop and name check every single one of them because all of them are all up and through these tax documents. Except Tiffany. Except Tiffany. Except well, Tiffany. God I'm not going to let you dragged. Listen, you know, hands up for Tiffany, but all these other kids are all through those documents. And I would suggest that if you pull back the layers, there may be, may be even something criminal there. But I don't want to go down that road. I'm simply saying your North Star, your compass, your how you take this thing higher has to be based in something much more principled, much more uh, personal, uh, much more compelling than the public policy prescripts that were given to you tonight to rattle off every time you were asked a legitimate question. Because we're in atypical warfare, you use every opportunity to call out the failures of this president. If he does that, he'll be seen as the scrappy Scranton fighter who is gonna go out there and fight for every single one of us, Democrat, Republican, independent, no party, affiliate, black, white, and everything in between. That's the Joe Biden that I wanna see. That's the Joe Biden America deserves. And I believe he has it in him. Get these other voices out of your ears and return to your own soul and show us that. If you give us that, you give us your authenticity, and authenticity, your realness, your truth, 
And I think you'll get people who will follow you. But if you give us nothing, if you give us willy nilly, if you give us weak and, and pussyfoot around, nobody wants that for a commander in chief or president of the United States. We want a leader. And Joe Biden is that leader, but he's got to show every single American in this next debate. Well, listen, I absolutely love and adore Andrew Gillum. I love and adore Angela Rye. This has been an amazing episode of the Bakari Sellers podcast because nobody does it like we do. We love you. This is this love is friendship. Yippee. This is friendship. This is love. Uh, this is constructive criticism. We're gonna all get text messages and DMs about this podcast. I know. I'm voting for Joe Biden. It don't don't but make it no don't matter. mistake about it. We we and are, we'll do everything. Here, we, I'm super team Kamala. I need Joe Biden to get a little better. Well, they're together, so we voting for them. I said I'm with Kamala. Like I'm, you know, I'm doing it. I'm just saying I want. Well, him thank you for tuning in. We will see uh, you. <laughs> we'll see you again after the Kamala Harris Mike Pence debate. Thank you so much for tuning in on YouTube and Twitter. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, Andrew. Thank I love you, you all. All right, y'all. Love you, brother. Bye, Bye right, sis. Man.